beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Come, let us worship God, our creator, redeemer, and comforter. Consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What are mere mortals that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You made them a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. And God said, 
Let us make human beings in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Sufferings of the world. God, we call upon your mercy. The whole creation's laboring in pain. Lend an ear to the rising cry for help from oppressed and hopeless people. Come, hasten your salvation. peace that comes from making justice to cover and embrace us have mercy lord we pray for power the power that will sustain your people's witness until your God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, day of peace that dimly shines Through all our hopes and prayers and dreams Guide us to justice, truth, and love Delivered from our selfish schemes. May swords of hate fall from our hands. Our hearts from envy find release. Till by God's grace.
Please join me in prayer. O oh God, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear what you are saying to us today. Amen. Genesis chapter 1, uh, the, the first chapter of Genesis, we begin reading at the 26th verse. Genesis 1, 26, listen then for the voice of God. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and over all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth are completed in their vast array. And by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Shortly after President Trump uh, cleared a path through peaceful protesters with pepper spray, flash grenades, and rubber bullets in order to take a picture in front of a church holding a Bible, he had a phone conference with state governors. And in that conversation, he called on them to dominate. In his words, 
You have to dominate. If you don't dominate, you're wasting your time. They're going to run all over you. You'll look like a bunch of jerks. You have to dominate. I say that, and the word is dominate. If you don't dominate your city and your state, they're going to walk away with you. And we're doing it in Washington, in D.C. We're going to do something that people haven't seen before. But we're going to have total domination. The word caught my ear because if the president had opened and read the Bible, rather than using it as a prop, he would have read the direction of God for dominion. Same root, different understanding. Bear with me. In the first chapter of Genesis, we're told three times that we're made in the image of God. And then, as a way of understanding what that imaging means, there's an injunction commonly rendered as rule over or have dominion over. So let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness so that they may have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. Well, that translation is problematic, in part because dominion has been readily confused with domination, and history is long with how we've exercised domination over creatures and creation as if it was a matter of divine right or manifest destiny. That phrase has been invoked to support the conquering and enslaving of lands, peoples, and critters. And it turns out that part of the difficulty is that the Hebrew phrase includes a preposition that's not always equivalent to the English preposition of over. In fact, the line might better be translated as, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness so that they may exercise skilled mastery among or with respect to the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. And by the way, those are the same creatures who are told on the fifth day of creation, be fruitful and multiply. We fulfill our role in the created order when we help perpetuate the fruitfulness of other creatures. Now, that may not seem like a big deal, but it suggests that from the very beginning, God invites a dynamic relationship with creation. God's means of creating involves sharing power. God gives to creation the agency to produce, to change, to adapt, to grow, to evolve, to respond. As Steve Baumapredegar puts it, both human and non-human creatures are called to participate in the creative activity initiated by God. Like a risking parent, God lovingly empowers his creation for its own benefit. I like that. God creates, loves, and binds himself to creation, even to creation's freedom. And therefore, rather than dominion over, 
There's a wonderful interplay, a shared dance between God, humanity, and creation. And it makes perfect sense that the first commandment God gives to his image bearers calls forth our participation as God's vice regents. In the words of Neil Planninga, a human steward of God's good creation will never exploit or pillage. Instead, she will give creation room to be itself. She will respect it, care for it, empower it, her goal is to live in healthy interdependence with it. We have a lovely little deck affixed to the backside of our house. At the first hint of spring and until the snow flies, we like to eat out there. I've noticed that dinner conversations last longer on the deck, and there are some long summer nights that are absolutely idyllic. In an effort to extend its use, Sandy, my wife, wants to enclose the deck with screens. Better shade, fewer bugs, more use. However, I'm convinced that the footings of the deck can't bear the weight of the walls and roof and joists and shingles and rafters and any other building term I can think of. I think we'd have to dig under the deck and set new footings. I think we'd have to dig under the deck and set a new foundation. Dear friends, I think it's helpful to think of this first commandment in Scripture as foundational. It's the footing on which everything else is built. It bears the weight of the rest of Scripture. You are my stewards, my vice regents. You are the representatives of my reign on earth. And then every other instruction of God is an extension of this fundamental responsibility. Every prophetic call for justice, every priestly law for purity, every voice for mercy, every directive to walk in humility with God and neighbor fills in and fills out the implications of that first foundational commandment. And therefore, even if you think this world is not our home and we're just passing through, it still behooves us to care for this earth as an expression of loving our neighbor. And every system or institution that limits human flourishing or injures based on race, class, religion, or orientation, or exploits creation's good gifts is an affront to this first commandment. For how we are stewards of the earth is an expression of how we love our neighbor to conserve and preserve the diversity, beauty, and richness of creation is at the core of how we live out the great commandment to love God and neighbor, the commandment upon which hangs all the law and the prophets. Richard Milhouse Nixon, in his 1970 
State of the Union speech said that the environmental cause was as fundamental as life itself. But it is also fundamental to a reformed biblical way of being. And that's a far cry from domination or dominion over. There's a delightful story in the rabbinical tradition about two brothers. When their father died, he left them his land. Their homesteads were at opposite ends of this great expanse. And after considerable debate, they reached an agreement over how to share the blessings and burdens of farming the land. They signed and sealed the covenant together and then took up the work of tilling, planting, harvesting, and filling up their storehouses. Now, both brothers were married, and while one didn't have any children, the other was blessed with ten. As they lived into their covenant, it began to bother the brother with no children that he had so much. And he thought, why do I need all of this bounty when my brother has so many children to care for? Certainly my brother's need is greater than mine. The other was bothered that his brother had no children. And he began to worry, without children, who would care for his brother in his old age, help manage his affairs, and push him around in his wheelchair? And he thought, why do I need all this bounty when my brother has no one? Certainly my brother's need is greater than mine. And then one night, when there wasn't a cloud in the sky, when the land was lit by the moon and the heavens were spangled with stars, each brother went to his storehouse, loaded up wagons of grain, and began the journey across their land. They both hoped to secretly fill the storehouse of the other and so help their brother. They met in the middle of the land, in the middle of the night, under a clear and cloudless sky, saw what the other was doing, and broke into great laughter at the joy of it all. Only to feel rain begin to fall. And they looked up into the heavens and realized it was the tears of God freely falling on them. Tears of joy because here were two brothers that got it. They got it. They got the fundamental thing. The way of God is not seizing, grasping, or hoarding. The way of God is not domination. The way of God is the shalom of creature and creation. And the way of God is serving, giving up, and giving away. And Jesus Christ is God's fullest and clearest expression of that fundamental commandment. He's the capstone and final extension of God's will for creation. For dominion looks like this in Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. 
Dear friends, may we know great laughter at the joy of it all. May we get it. And may we live in keeping with God's will for creation expressed in this first commandment. Amen. Touch the earth lightly, use the earth gently, nourish the life of the world in our care. Gift of great wonder, ours to surrender, trust for the children tomorrow. join me in prayer. Father in heaven, when we see the beauty of your creation, we're reminded that it is good and that you are faithful. This time of year, we delight in fluffy ducklings, blooming peonies, bright red cardinals, and leisurely walks on warm summer evenings. And yet we know that the earth is groaning from the work of our hands. Show us ways to care for your creation, including for your people. This morning, we pray for justice healing, and peace for our black and brown brothers and sisters. Hear their cries and forgive us, God, for our silence and our complicity in systemic racism that oppresses them. Give us ears to listen to their stories, mouths to amplify their voices, and eyes to see your image in their faces. God of love, we know that to you, black lives matter. We pray that as a nation, you give us the collective will to repent, lament, listen, and learn. Open our hearts and minds to understanding and use our hands and feet to dismantle and repair inequitable systems and policies. Please provide safety for protesters and for police and grant humility, wisdom, and discernment for the, to those leading our cities and country. We pray too today for those who are sick 
Bring healing to Mina Visser, Karen Sluice, Ellen Lovers, and the millions across the globe with the coronavirus. Bring comfort and peace to those who have lost jobs and to those who are lonely, scared, or grieving. Lord Jesus, in the midst of so much brokenness, thank you for signs of your redemption, witnessed through your creation and through the service of others. Thank you for Raj, Aaron, Skyler, and the steady rotation of musicians and liturgists each week. Thank you for elders who are planning creative and safe ways for us to gather this summer. Thank you for deacons who quietly identify congregational and local needs, including the need for collective laughter and familiar faces. Thank you for our graduating students, our retiring educators, and also for a revamped VBS program. Holy Spirit, we long to be peacemakers. Fill us with your love and show us how to serve. In your name we pray, amen. peace, to love God and to love neighbor, to serve God and to serve neighbor. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his light upon you and give you peace, now and forevermore. Amen.